Oh, wow. My company's being transitioned overseas. Now what? It's time for the Becoming a Profitable CEO podcast, and it's all about providing you with the tools to succeed on this ever-evolving business-building journey. My mission is to make sure you know you are not alone, that it is possible, and that you, yes, you, can do this. You matter. The world is a better place for having you in it, and your voice is needed. I'm Teresa Cleveland, and I believe that we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to the last podcast of April 2021. Today's guest is Yolanda Rump, and that was the exact position she found herself in. Having been with the company for 19 years and weathering several acquisitions, she found herself in that place where they were transitioning overseas. Today, she's sharing her journey from there to here. And with a combination of her skills and talents and perseverance, she is now supporting other online business owners so that they can become even more successful by creating a culture that values each and every person on the team that supports that company. Yolanda is the founder and chief people officer of The Collective Flow. As an operations and team success strategist, she helps established agency-styled online service providers and coaches build strong teams. She has over 20 years of operational experience in the corporate world of a Fortune 500 company in mid-management and employee training capacities after receiving her bachelor's degree in business administration. Yolanda firmly believes that successful businesses are only as strong as the systems they are built on and the people who built them. Happy and fulfilled employees and contractors are loyal employees and contractors who will give 1,000% when they feel supported by the company and its leaders. To bridge the gap and fill the holes, Yolanda became certified as a director operations to better serve leaders by aligning their teams with their mission, vision, and values. Let's listen in. Hey, Yolanda, thanks so much for joining us today. I'm so happy you're here. And I am so happy to be here. Glad to be invited. Thank you. Absolutely. I love the way that you show up. I love everything that you're doing. So I know you started your business in May of 2018. So you're coming up on what, three years now? Yes, ma'am. How's it been? Wow. Um, I can take (laughs) that question to several different places, but I'll just keep it right here in the realm of things. Um, So I started my business actually while I was working in a corporate, uh, a nine to five gig. Interesting story. You know, I was laid off from my corporate company after working almost, I was about to hit the 19 year mark and um, they decided to take our department over Sees. Yeah, there's that. That's when I started to pursue this life in the online space. I found it quite intriguing. 19 years. That's Was it a shock or did you guys see it coming or? Well, you know, it wasn't a shock. The type of company that it was, it changed a lot. And so over the years, it's just kind of one of those things that you had to really understand it. And I looked at it this way. I've survived so many other acquisitions and so many other layoffs through the years with the same company. And it came down to the point where they closed the building and everyone that was left in the building was sent home to work. So for the 12 years prior to that, I was working at home. So I really couldn't complain about it, but it was a shock, but it wasn't a shock. We heard it coming down the pipeline, but we really weren't sure until it did. So 
All right. So it's nice you were able to work from home. So that wasn't a big leap coming into the online space. What drew you to this? I know you started and now here you are three years later, a certified online business manager, director of operations. Well, actually, I've been kind of dabbling in the entrepreneur space um, on the product side. So I um, did have a business one time before for a few years, but I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. My grandfather uh, started his own community general store uh, while he was in high school. And he's had that store all the way through the end when he passed away in his 80s. And he taught us, the grandkids, how to count change. You know, this is before the technology and all of that good stuff. So I learned how to count change from the cash register and just kind of watched behind the scenes how he conducted business. Um, He didn't have a high school diploma, let alone a college degree. And the fact that he was the cornerstone of the community that really, you know, it really put a fire, just lit something up in me that someone like this can be in business and be a pillar of the community for as long as he as he has. So I've been an entrepreneur at heart for many years. So coming over to this online space, I've been kind of dabbling and it really didn't know a whole lot other than I knew people were making money over here. So I wanted to find out how I can do it. And so always, you know, I just felt like I needed to have a backup plan. So that's really how it started. And so the layoff really prompted me to move faster, had to get stuff done. Absolutely. And it seems like being in this space and why not be the one who's in charge and decides rather than, you know, yet another acquisition or something else. So over the last three years, I'm sure that you've hit those times where, you know, you didn't know what to do next or am I really made for this? If you can share a story that was that for you, where it was just like helped you grow into the next phase of your business. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So when I started to really look at what was available in the online space, I'm sure most of your listeners here may have heard of the term virtual assistant, in which I've never heard of that term and didn't know that was a thing until I came into the space. That was my doorway into the online space. So I learned all I could about it. I joined a program. It was a great program, but you know, there was just something about that piece of it that, you know, I really wasn't sold on. There has to be something more. There has to be something to where I can really gravitate to and really take a hold of. The one thing that I can say that I've learned in the journey is not all coaches or programs are created equal. And there are programs for a specific part of your business that another program, you know, a cookie cutter or all for one type of program, it's just not going to work. And for me, I didn't have a whole lot of time to really sit back and just go through all of the things. I put myself on a deadline. My husband was kind of giving me the side eye. He knew I was over here on a computer tapping along and whatever, but I was really making connections and networking and trying to find that space because who wants to feel like their hands, well, their life, their livelihood, put that in the hands of someone else. I was feeling some kind of way after working almost 19 years for a company. So I really didn't have a lot of time to waste. And through networking and communicating and meeting new people, that was my first, that was the first goal I set for myself, even before I knew what goals were, mission, vision, and value. Even before I knew all of that, I knew I needed to get with the right people, be in the space of people that can get me to where I want to be. And I have been very blessed and grateful to have come in contact with 
with those people. You know, I had a bucket list of women that I wanted to meet and I met all of those women plus more within that first year of business. I made a few dollars, but I was really trying to be in spaces where I know there was growth and I didn't have a lot of time. So those are the lessons that I've learned my first year of business. And those networks, those communications with those women that I've met has come full circle to now. I just can't be even more grateful because it just compounded and I'm making money at the same time. (laughs) I am where I want to be. I'm always striving. Yeah. Those relationships are worth more to me than anything, um, just to build that bond and that trust and to know that you're in the right space with the right people. Thank you, Teresa. Aww. Well, Yolanda, you know, thank you. I hear that and a lot about community. And I think a lot of times when we come into this world, not everybody realizes that there are communities out there who actually do that because in corporate, most people aren't trying to help each other out. <laughs> Right. They're just trying to like get up the ladder and whatever it takes. Thank you so much for sharing that, because I think that that's such a valuable share that community seek out a community of women. And I think there are so many of us out here. I know for me, I like to be in the room with people where there's people ahead of me and people coming up behind me so that we can all kind of pull each other along and share that thing. Because even with this podcast, that's what it comes down to. I just want people to know, like, just because something went wrong doesn't mean you shouldn't do this. Do not throw in the towel. There is an answer out there somewhere. And to your point, there is very much, if you need to learn something, you can work with people. You don't have to wait through a six-month course or anything like that. Yes, those are nice for different reasons. I've just found that it's, for me, so much more powerful if I can work directly with someone and get the information that I need because I just want to get it done. Right. Absolutely. And having it dripped out is, you know, I'm a quick start. So having it dripped out, like by the time the next module comes out, I'm working on something else. And that's just, I'm not going to get out of it what I would work directly with someone. And, you know, your point there is there are so many people who don't know that. I see like in our local Facebook groups and things like that, people who are looking for a job or does anybody know somebody that's hiring? Anybody know work you can do from home? And when I have shared some of the online groups where they could learn more about becoming a virtual assistant or whatever their skills are, they're so skeptical. (laughs) Just so skeptical. Like, no, you're not stuffing envelopes and it's for real. Like we're out here making money. Would you agree that with the pandemic that more and more people maybe are starting to realize this? Yes, for sure. The pandemic has brought out so many things in people that, I mean, I don't think there's anything left under a rock anymore. I think it has really shown people life can change in just a matter of a day, a matter of a second. And it can be quite traumatizing when this is all that you know, you only know one way of life. And I think the pandemic has really opened up a lot of eyes and opened up conversations as to showing people who they really are. If they really have the grit, they will do what they need to do to survive. They will need to do to keep a roof over their their family heads and, you know, food on the table and that kind of thing. And so I think now there's more of a new appreciation for those things that we used to take for granted, even just, you know, I want to take the family out to the beach this weekend. However, we have to go through all of these rigmaroles and steps and, you know, you got to have this can't have that. Are you your mask? And we're just going through all of these things. But when over a year ago, we were able to just get in our car and go dine out at the local 
local eatery. So I really think the pandemic has really opened up a lot of eyes and made people more aware of other opportunities out there. And sometimes I think I love working in the corporate space. I love my job. However, that is not, there are some people that really need to think about, that's not the end of all things, you know, just working that one job or doing the things that you've always been doing. I'm thinking the pandemic has really opened a lot of eyes to different options out here that can be created. That's so true. I see so many people who have now either started businesses or I know we were talking before the podcast about the hiring frenzy that's been going on here recently. I think, you know, the first of the year, I think that that happens, but it seems more so this year that people are just hiring left and right. And this is one of the things I love about you. And when I say about the way you show up, because you have this spirit of hospitality and caring. And I think one of your gifts is also being able to look at things rather than seeing not just the problem or that it's a wall, but you can look at it and you can say, okay, if this is what's happening, how do we fix it? How do we change this? And with people, what I've heard you talk about, because everybody wants to hire, right? And they're just, they'll either hire the first person that comes along, the cheapest person that comes along or whatever, as long as somebody can get this done today. And then so many of those relationships break down because the fundamental foundation isn't in place, but they don't know. Like so many people, we don't know what we don't know. So it could be their first hire. It could be that they're adding somebody to the team, but they're so overworked. And I'd love that you come from that place that is like, but what about after the hire? So can you share with us how you help business owners who are at that point where they are bringing people into their business, how you help bridge that so that it's a great experience for both the business owner and the new hire? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, congratulations and kudos. As you mentioned, there has been a hiring frenzy and that has been exciting in of itself because there are businesses out here growing and growth means opportunities for people to come on board and let's say the pandemic, they lost, they lost their jobs or they're looking to make a career change. And it's really, really great that there's a lot of hiring in that in that perspective in the online space. And it's all as great as it is, a lot of people don't really think about the transitional piece to the hiring. They just, you know, they need someone yesterday and they bring someone in, they have a body in. This person sounded great from that five second interview that they've had and they bring them on in and not even 30 days into the relationship, things are breaking down and the leader doesn't know what's happening or why things are breaking down. This person sounded great on the interview and the person that's being brought on, the new hire, the employee, contractor, whoever it may be, feels like this is great, but I feel overwhelmed because they're dumping so much on me that I really don't have the space to really contain it or bring it all together. And I feel the pressure of having to do all of these things. Again, not even the first 30 days of working together. And I see this also in the corporate space. And I think that's where I really felt that there was a need because you have middle-sized businesses to large corporations to where there is a hole in the system. They bring people on or someone is entering a department for the first time. They don't know, you know, they're learning to acclimate themselves with your business or learning to acclimate themselves with the team. And there's nothing to really guide the new team member. There's nothing to guide the leader just to make sure everyone is on the same page. And so I like to really, when I talk about it, because we've discussed, um, we talk about after the hire really happens or should happen before the hire. I get questions all the time, you know, 
I have a new team member. Now what? Or I thought we would, you know, the leader were coming to me. I thought we'd be a little bit further than where we are now, but there's nowhere for them to track it or to gauge it or to see if they're going in the right direction you know, based on their mission and vision and values of their company. So I come in and what we do is we bridge that gap. Both parties, the leader and the new hire, both benefit in that when you come away from working with me, that leader will have a foundation set in place, a system set in place, 30, 60, 90 days and beyond. So where they can gauge where they are with the company and to make sure that the people that they're hiring and bringing on is really helping the business meet their bottom line or whatever goals they have for the company. But it also supports the new hire. You know, they're coming on board. They feel supported. They feel heard because the leader put enough thought into it to have a system in place for them to ramp up and become a very productive member of the team. And I find great joy in that because we're alleviating a lot of unnecessary frustration on both parties. And it also benefits the company because it creates a positive culture. The new hire is feeling like they're being heard they're being supported and the leader is getting that full support, that full buy-in from the new hire if the process was done correctly or appropriately to begin with from the hiring on to the onboarding, on to the team success management. That is where I come in with my workflows and a process put in place to bridge the gap, make it as comfortable, exciting as it should be when two people are coming together in a working relationship. That's what lights me up, Teresa, to be all honest, that really lights me up. Yes, I love that you have a process for this. Again, people just don't know what they don't know. But once a business owner experiences this, having everything in place so that when that new hire comes in, they're able to just get to work and they're able to just come in and understand the business. A lot of people would probably be surprised at the number of business owners that hire someone and let's say they're good at social media. And they then think, okay, well, they're, they're good at social media. So they're just going to do my social media and that that's it. And then they get upset or that's where that frustration comes in because, well, they're not doing it the way that I needed it done. Or they're asking me a bunch of questions. If they're an expert, why don't they know? But it's like, you don't have any standard operating procedures in place. They don't know your colors. They don't know the basics because it's nowhere for them to find. And then once a business owner though, experiences having all those things in place and having that good experience with the new hire, they'll never want to do it differently ever again. <laughs> Nobody wants to go backwards. I love within your process, you have that 30, 60, 90 day review process because so many times people are high and I've done this in the past. So it's not pointing the finger at anybody. You just need this thing done yesterday. So you're not even thinking about 30 days from now, definitely not thinking about 90 days. You're just trying to get some relief from your situation. And I know that you do so many things other than this, but I know this is your sweet spot along with all your other brilliance. And I think it's because it comes from who you are as a person. Again, you've experienced it, right? You've experienced it yourself. And when we do this, we get to build businesses around things to fix what bad experiences that we've had. We're going to include your website in the uh, show notes. So the next thing, if somebody is thinking about hiring and wants to save themselves a whole lot of headache, 
and heartache and frustration, the next thing they should do is just book a call with you? Yeah. So this is perfect for that leader or that business that's experiencing hyper growth. And they know they need to bring someone in like yesterday. So they can reach me at my website. And also there is a link to uh, book a consultation call with me. So we can just talk about it. What we do, it's not a cookie cutter. So I will speak directly to you and how I can help you move along through this process as seamless as possible. And the great thing about the after the hire process is it's duplicatable. Once we go through the process that's made for you, then you can use that same process for future hires and you can tweak it as you go. That's such a good point because then that goes back to working directly with someone who is an expert at whatever it is you need in your business. You're learning from them and you're putting it in place so that you can use it over and over again. That's an incredible investment and it's directly for your business. It's so, so powerful. All right. Well, that sound means we're moving into our mixed bag of questions. And first up, I want to ask, do you do word of the year? I do. And I believe this year, (laughs) I think the word that I chose for this year was to be visible. A lot of what we do, especially in operations, the director of operations world, we are really behind the scenes in the business. And I have been uh, very fortunate and grateful to work with clients who, you know, I've held long relationships with. And so we're behind the business, behind the scenes. And so this year, I thought it would be fun. Um, and also, I don't know, it could be the pandemic talking to being visible to let people know I'm here, to let people know that we are here is what I want to do this year. Great. So Yolanda, have you ever worked with a coach? I have. What led you to do that? I'm always interested. Most most successful businesswomen have worked with a coach on some level. I love hearing what it is that got you to that place. In my first month of business, I knew I needed a coach. Again, it was a time frame. I didn't have a lot of time before. Again, my husband give, giving me the side eye. Okay, are you going to go get a real job? You know, I'm sure you've heard that. People, your listeners have heard that. Right. <laughs> and so time was of the essence and I needed to move in a way that I didn't have a luxury of just waiting around. And so finding the coach that I needed for that time was very crucial. And I've had several coaches since then for various reasons and purposes. Not all coaches, it's a one shoot fit all. They teach you all of the things or show you all of the things or coach you all of the things. But I have had several coaches to where I needed someone to help me with just learning the ins and outs of being a VA. That was a coaching of itself. And then I needed someone to coach me on the sales process, uh, specifically that. So that was one thing that I've learned very early on is that I've done a lot of research and reached out to those and networked with those who put me in the right direction with someone who can help me for where I was at that point in my business. That is great. And what I've seen from those situations is that you get there much quicker. Like when you're saying about not having the time and everything, would you say that it's because it's specific to you and your situation and you don't have to listen to a bunch of other things? Absolutely. The first thought after I made the decision that I needed a coach for whatever reason I needed a coach for, 
I needed to make a return on investment. Uh, I know a lot of people will say, or I've come across other people who will say, that's kind of pricey. That's really above the amount that I'm willing to pay for something. And I just look at it as, again, just that quick, the quicker way, the quicker route to get to where I needed to be in the time frame that I needed to be. Now, if you have all the time in the world, sure, you know, you can go to, what is it, um, YouTube University is what they call it. Or, <laughs> yes. you know, you could do all the research that you want. And I, I'm a very high fact finder, but even I knew for myself, that was just too much research that I did not want to do. I have a family. I have, a, you know, I run a family of four. We have a household going, we have lives. And again, I was working a nine to five, probably. I did end up getting a nine to five job because I couldn't land my first few clients the first few months. So I ended up going back into the corporate space, but I was working a nine to five, but I still had that goal in mind at the top of mind. And I still invested in coaches that would help me get me to where I wanted and needed to be. And I used that corporate job to fund my business if that makes any sense. So there was just no excuse for me. <laughs> well, you know what, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about people who spend thousands and thousands of dollars going to college to take courses. I actually value the coach more than that, because typically that coach has been there, done that. So they're able to give you relevant information that can help you get there quicker. And you think about it. And for those people who do need to get there quicker, it's like that investment, if it takes you three months to get it done, or if you take your time and it takes nine months, how much is it costing you because of all the nine months that you weren't making any money? So I feel oh, like yeah, it absolutely. just balances it out. Absolutely. All right. Next up, we've got a would you rather question. Would you rather hear the good news or the bad news first? I would rather hear the bad news first. I think that little part of me has just always been, um, I always like to have a plan A, plan B, plan C. So if you're going to you know, tell me something that's not you know, in the most positive sense of life, just give it to me straight. Let me know so I can bite the bullet or take it first off. And then, yeah, then we can deal with it. Right. Get that so, plan in place so you can fix it. Yeah. And then the, the good news will be the icing on the cake, right? Right. Then you can, <laughs> you've got something to look forward to. All right. In your business, other than the bottom line, what is the most important number in your business? The number of valuable relationships. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if my business burnt down to the ground today, oh my gosh, the relationships, the people I have met on this journey in just almost under three years has just been amazing. And to watch them in their journey, you know, I can sit here and think about where this person was when I first met them. And I'm very honored and privileged to just be surrounded of people who have, what's the word, um, just glowed up. Everyone has shifted, including myself, um, and just to be in that space. The number for me would be the number of invaluable relationships that I have made in such a short amount of time, but they're lifetime relationships. That is, and with those relationships, not only the value that we give to that relationship and what we learn, like you said, just from watching them, because it's eye-opening as we're growing to see them do something and then think, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that was possible, right? It's so good. And you being you, it doesn't surprise me that that's the important number in your business. I have a question from a previous guest. 
she would like to know what have you found most helpful in knowing when to make that next leap or that next transition? What have you found to be the most helpful? And I hear that from a lot of people, actually, just in conversations, like, how do I know it's time? Like, what's going on that I know that it's time to level up, for lack of a better term? And what has helped me to decide, it may sound cliche, but I listen to my gut, my intuition. Yeah, it would have to be my gut because it would be something that for me personally, it has an all each level up, each stage of my life where whatever it may be, wasn't something, I mean, I've always had an overall goal, but each level up was something I have not planned. It was something that just, as people in astronomy would say, the stars lined up. I don't know, the universe just lined up to where it wouldn't have made sense to me otherwise, but everything is just laid out there to like, it's there, step into it. And a part of that does fall within my gut as, you know, I'm feeling really good about this. And then two, to also give myself grace, not beat myself up because if it was the wrong decision at that time, I used the information that was available to make that decision. And if I had to do it over again, if the same information was available, I probably would have made the same choice again. So I try not to beat myself up in the event that it didn't work out or it was, you know. So trusting your gut, I think that's true. There is definitely that gut feeling and whatever happens, you're going to learn from it. Because I think so many times in our journey that what we may feel like was a wrong choice, you're actually then from that going in a different direction. And it still helped you get to wherever it is is that you need to be. So I always say I don't really believe in failure. I just think that there are opportunities to do things differently. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that about not beating yourself up. Well, Yolanda, thanks so much for being here today. One last question before we go. What is a question that you would like for me to ask a future guest? Okay, I would want to know, given what you know now about opportunities in the online space, would you travel down that route again? All right, good question. I will absolutely put that on our list of questions. Thank you so much, Yolanda. It has been such a pleasure. Anytime I get to spend time with you is a good day. The pleasure is all mine, Teresa. I was so looking forward to this. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And we'll put all of your information in the show notes so everyone can get in touch with you, especially those who are looking to hire. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Becoming a Profitable CEO. I'll be back next week. But in the meantime, let's continue the conversation. Head on over to our Facebook group at thepurposefulceo.com forward slash Facebook and share your take on today's episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.